This is Sid Haig for Nightmare Junkhead. Listen, or I'll come over there and put my boot all up in your ass. In and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast where the recording is coming from inside the house! Ah! <laughs> My name is Greg D. I'm Junius McGee. And on today's episode, we're making a list, and we're checking it twice, not to see who is naughty or nice, but to see which films make our top five horror flicks to watch in the month of December. I don't know, I'm kind of shooting for naughty myself. And you always go naughty, you're always on that list. <laughs> but before we get into that, gang, let me remind you we're part of the phenomenally frightening Phantom Podcast Network. Phantom. And you can find all of our past episodes along with a host of other horrific horror podcasts at downrightcreepy.com. Or if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junket in your iTunes or SoundCloud app. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your ho-ho-hole. <laughs> I needed that. That was a good... I needed that kind of a laughter after today, man. Uh, so if you are in the Kansas City area and you're a fan of holiday horror, and if you're listening to this podcast... You should be. Indeed. Um, I want to tell you, you've got a few uh, screenings coming up that we're going to be hosting that I think you will definitely enjoy. Oh, yeah. This particular episode will be released on Friday, October 8th, and on the very next 9th, on October 9th, you guys... Mm -hmm. Punish. Punish! You know what happens on Christmas Eve, Billy? You the, better be good! The scariest all-time monologue perhaps out there, you guys. This is going to be the unrated 4K restoration yep. of Silent Night. Deadly, Deadly Night. Yes! Like you said, nothing so dirty has looked so good. I'm, I'm shocked <laughs> at how this is going to... And this is just one of those films you really need to see with, in, a, in a theater with an audience because... It, it's 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 polarizing. It's oh, jarring. It it's... really is, and that's the beauty of it. Um, but you guys, this is the 4K restoration. In fact, uh, Justin Beam, who you've heard on the podcast before, back in our Halloween uh, retrospective, worked on a lot of the special features. He did yeah. uh, the he produced all the stuff for Sleepaway Camp, so he's really good with a lot of these. So I'm anxious to delve into the special features right. of this disc. I cannot wait on that one. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, oh my. How the naughty you're going to get punished. You are, man. And you're going to be strung up. Uh, watch out for the deer antlers, everything in between. And then that next uh, Friday, uh, December, October, still on the uh, Halloween <laughs> it, theme Every day is Halloween. <laughs> uh, December 15th, you guys. And this is actually, this is a very special screening that's going on. It's going around the country. Uh, mm -hmm. Screenland was lucky enough to get it at Screenland Tapcade, you guys. Christmas Evil. That's a dirty movie. That's another That's one. That's a really it, It's so weird that he's like, he's such a creeper. Mm -hmm. He's so creepy. And this is one I've I've seen bits and pieces. I don't know if I've ever sat down and seen the entirety yeah. of it. So that's what I'm anxious to see. I think I've seen the whole movie in like spurts. But yeah. It's How long? One, it's one of those. I don't think I've, I've, I've never, never sat down and watched the entire thing, but I've seen enough to know what it is about all the good, all the hits. Exactly. And like, it is a dirty movie. It's the advantage <laughs> of being a horror fan. Like, yeah. even if you haven't seen the movie. You know of it. And this is one of those rare occasions where you and I actually really haven't, aren't very intimately familiar with it. So that right. in of itself is going to be fun. But save yourself, guys, because the very next night, December yes. 16th, yes. Saturday at six o'clock, you guys, the third annual Christmas with the Nerds. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Our third little holiday movie marathon that we put on where we screen mm -hmm. three 
holiday <laughs> movies. They're they're holiday movies. They're, we always, we always have a central. Th- uh, we have a comedy, we have an action, and we have a horror movie. Indeed. And sometimes it's an action comedy or action horror, but they can bleed into each other occasionally. Yes. And it's not Die Hard, and it's not Gremlins, and no. it's not Christmas Vacation. Nope. So you will be fine. We're transcending what you would normally get with a holiday marathon mm-hmm. with our nerds' influence, if you will. Uh, for example, the first year we did was uh, <laughs> speaking, speaking of right, <laughs> speaking of Silent Night. Deadly Night. We did Silent Night, Deadly Night, The Long Kiss, Good Night, and um, Better Off Better Dead. Off Dead. I keep forgetting Better Off Dead. Um, the second time that we did uh, Santa Slay, we uh, I come in peace and fucking Everly, a fucking sigh, a fucking yeah. sigh. Yeah. So that'll give you an idea of what to expect. Right. Like I said, we we like to really kind of um, you know expand your horizons when it mm-hmm. comes to your holiday themes. So those are the films you can take back to your family and go, guys, forget Die Hard. Right. Let's put on I Come in Peace. Yeah. You know. So or Long uh, Kiss Goodnight oh, or long yeah. any of the ones there. And so the one <laughs> and our our um, selections this year I think are going to be great as well. Yeah. One of the action films for me is a horror film, and I'll delve into it, it when totally, we get into it. It totally is. It scared the shit out of me growing up, especially being in the suburbs area. That'll give you a little hint yeah, there. Yeah, so for the longtime listeners, you know what movie we're going to show. <laughs> um, but we're also taking donations for Toys for Tots. Absolutely. Please bring some toys. In fact, every toy you bring will give you a raffle ticket, and we're going to have some fantastic privacies to give away. Yes, we are. As we do. We're not uh, Santa himself. But, but we but we've, we did make lists and checked at toys. We've been Santa's elves gathering up shit. And, so, and we actually just recently... Recently at Slaughter Movie House, they uh, had donations, had a great turnout. Mm-hmm. So let's match that, you guys. Exactly. Let's show the uh, horror genre community that we can come together for mm-hmm. that. So, tis the season. We are in the month of December. And yes. being that we do a weekly horror podcast, we're watching horror 24 7 every day indeed and but i will admit there are certain films that i think have a little bit more potency right during certain times of the year for example uh jaws is best to watch at summertime absolutely Uh. the first of the summer blockbusters Mm -hmm. but it's one of those also you can watch in january right but man in in the summertime because that extra little it's and I mean you know tales of Halloween. Mm-hmm. I can watch it in March fine, but man, in a Halloween night. Yeah, watching it October thirty first is just perfect. And so what we wanted to do here is because we are in the month of December, we wanted to come up with the kind of our own little kind of personal not not necessarily top five, but five films that we seek and watch out. In the month of December. Putting the chiller in wind chill. And ooh, that's good. I like that. He's not the best color man in the business for nothing, ladies and gentlemen. Now I will say this. It was a little bit easier for us because when we were kind of putting together the list, I actually put out some parameters for you. Yeah. It's like, you know, it can be holiday themed if you want. Uh, it doesn't have to be holiday themed. And I think that's where the kind of the bigger challenge is. Yeah. Because we, like I said, off mic, we can do a whole episode on just Christmas themed horror. It's kind of crazy. How right. Much that, and hell, some of them don't have to have any horror. You can just put a family in there. And that's scary. I mean, shit, we've done three Christmas with the nerds triple features already. So, you know, there's a lot out there. When we come to when we actually have it's Die Hard. Like um, Wait, it's, it's gremlins come to and this. exactly. Yeah. You know we've reached the bottom we, of the well. We, unfortunately, we, we've jumped the school of sharks. <laughs> and so my main criteria, basically, when kind of putting my own list together, was there three things that had to be present in the film. Mm-hmm. Number one, there had to be snow. Mm-hmm. Makes sense yeah. in terms of the month of December. Um, also, it it had to feel cold yes when you watch these films i want you to almost just just instinctively kind of bundle yourself up that was one of my criterias too i mean if we're gonna talk about winter movies it has to make me feel cold yes it needs i need to seek out a fireplace afterwards (laughs) and of course lastly it had to have horror yeah which 
you, th- you think about it, we could kind of expand this a little bit more, but I wanted to make sure that these are truly horror films. And that- we're, yeah, we're not talking loose horror. Like, there's some scary shit in those Hallmark Christmas movies. Those are some scary as hell things, but that's not necessarily a friend horror. of the podcast, Adrian Torres. Uh, we were on Twitter the other day, and he, or maybe it was Facebook, but he was basically talking about, like, our we put it out there, your favorite, and he's like, we, the Hallmark channels? Like, God damn it, guys. If it's not the burning bed, it doesn't count, okay? <laughs> but I think that might be Lifetime rather than Hallmark. It's, it's so. Christmas with Valerie Burton Ernie. <laughs> That's scary. That is horrifying there. Life day. (laughs) Now, here's what we did with our list is we said that ultimately if we come across any ones that are on each other's list, we'll have some alternates. Mm -hmm. And even if we don't, even though we're going to give 10 films here, and these are 10 films we want you to seek out. And if you're not familiar, if you're familiar with them, you know, hit us up on Twitter at Nightmare Junk or Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. Do you agree with us? What are we missing? And so forth. So that being said. Would you like to go first on this, Genius? Um, Yes. Now, how should we start? Should we start with alternates first or at the end? Uh, We'll do that at the end. Okay. So my first one that I want to bring is a movie that not only makes me feel cold, but it's also very, very scary. It's a classic. And even the carpeting is an ugly Christmas sweater. Um, (laughs) And it's got a really cool Scatman Carruthers. And I'm talking about The Shining. Over. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm so upset that that wasn't on my list, nor on my alternates for some reason. And that's how kind of expansive some of these films are. I didn't even think about that. And why wouldn't you? It's cold. It's desolate. Spoilers. He dies because he's stuck out in the snow, you know, so that's you can't get much colder than that. Chill out. You know, it's like (laughs) and also just in terms of performances, my God. Yeah, like you can't go crazier poor than Nicholson. Shelley Duvall oh, in that film. These eggs are fantastic. You know, these eggs are horrible, Wendy. What'd you do? Lay them yourself. You know, it's like <laughs> between you know Jack berating her and apparently Kubrick just made her yes life, life a, living. a living hell. And yeah, I feel so bad for Shelley Duvall because she was born to play olive oil. She wasn't born oh. to. <laughs> oh, Popeye! She wasn't born to through Stanley Kubrick's shenanigans. No, but ultimately, though, you end up sympathizing and empathizing with her so much that you can't help but feel horrified when every in the escalation of that film yeah. as well. It's just it's a masterclass, and it's it's it's, it's Kubrick. That's all you need to say. So do you think if I dress up as like that weird bear, the people like, this is my Christmas outfit. I'm, oh, God. I'm the Overlook Santa Bear. As long as I don't have to be in a tux and you're like, <laughs> and we're, we're recreating that particular scene there. <laughs> that should there. be our Christmas card. It's just like, just looking up, look, <laughs> nightmare junkhead. <laughs> we, yeah, you'll see that in your dreams indeed. Yeah, I'll oh. up in your 224 hole. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's horrible. We'll charge a 237 for that. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Horrific, man. I, God forbid we ever it ever comes to that. Actually, yeah, I'll say that. Uh, we, we We're going to do it yeah, tomorrow. It's always like, oh, that's a great idea. No. Get online. Let's <laughs> find some furries out there. No, that's a fantastic pick. And it's very minimal, too, which it I is. like about it as well in terms of the desolation. But it's still sweeping in scale. You know, it's very claustrophobic, very, but it's still big. Interestingly enough, though, I, I'll hear a lot of people that say it's not a horror movie. Which just come that boggles my imagination. Right? There's a fucking there's dead ghost twins. Yes. There's an elevator full of Kool Aid blood. There's like red rum ham. Little guy going out. It's horror movie. It it's a straight up horror movie. I and mean, when Jack Nicholson's chasing you through a hedge maze with an axe, that's pretty horrific. I'm not gonna hurt you, Wendy. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. Yeah. Bash them all the way. That's scary, man. Yeah. And even like, and I think. 
pop culture wise, everyone knows it through the "Here's Johnny," mm-hmm. which is fine. Improvised, I believe, by yeah. Jack Nicholson on that. Uh, but this is one of those because it is such a good film. I think people have a problem categorizing it as horror because if it's horror, it must be less oh, than. Yeah. Uh, it can't be a masterpiece if it's, if it's horror. So Bullshit. this is one of those truly that yep. shows that you can. So that's a I fantastic mean, pick. No TV, no beer, make Homer something something. So <laughs> when you've been taken in by the Simpsons, yeah, you, you made it. You made it indeed. <laughs> so my first pick hasn't been taken in by the Simpsons, but it's one of those that you know you actually went back into the actually what was that 1980 I think when The Shining came out. Mm-hmm. This one came out in 2010, so I'm going a little bit more contemporary. And this is one that if you're not necessarily uh, someone that skis or snowboards, it may not necessarily inspire the fear in you. But I'll tell you where it does here down the line. Yeah. But uh, Adam Green's Frozen. Yeah. Holy shit. Now, that is a punishing movie. I mean, it's a great movie, but like, whoo, it's cold. And the the, the hand. Oh, ah. triple dog dare you not to touch that. <laughs> I think most people associate Adam Green with Hatchet, which they should. Right. The Hatchet franchise is phenomenal, but for me, his best horror film is Frozen. It's super scary, and it's so minimal gore, but yep. yet it's so like violent and well, you, so like. It, and rather than some maniac slasher, Victor Crowley, you're basically battling Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. And if you're not prepared, Mother Nature's going to beat you every gonna time. Beat your ass. <laughs> you know, you can't compete with her. But ultimately, I tell you what really works for me is here in the Kansas City area, obviously, we're not surrounded by mountains. Yeah. How in the world are you snowboarding, Greg? Well, I, I'll say this I barely snowboard, okay? I can barely make my way down the mountain. But we have this place called Snow Creek. It's out in Weston, Missouri, probably mm-hmm. about 45 minutes drive from here. But they've got this crazy, huge hill area all yeah. decked out. It's nice. Um, when it doesn't snow, they provide artificial snow, blah, blah, blah. What the biggest complaint I saw with people with Frozen is they thought it was unbelievable that they would be at some sort of resort that would then close for a week. Guess what? Snow Creek is open on the weekends. They're not open during the week. Yeah. And so if you were in just that hypothetical situation. (sighs) So if you're a Sunday skier, get trapped on there, you are fucked. Indeed. And that's what played in my mind when I saw that movie initially. And let's face it, there's, like you said, minimal gore, but what he has is so effective. Yeah. The sound design in the Mm. film, the drop, and then the... Oh, Oh, and the crunch, and then the wolves... Oof. Which guys, they're not CGI wolves. They're I don't know real fucking where that wolves. starts. Now there are CGI wolves, and I think the day after tomorrow, mm-hmm. which was awful. Uh, but no, these are legit wolves. And the fact, I, what I love about this film is the fact that there's no CGI. They were up in and filming on an actual lift. Super freaking cold. Yeah. But the the thing that cemented this film for me is. Um, uh, it's Emma Bell's character, and also Sean Iceman Ashmore. <laughs> His character's name is Joe Lynch. So a nice little shout out there from Adam to Joe. Uh, but Emma, Emma Bell's character, when they're stuck up there and she's her biggest fear is thinking about her dog at home and how her dog at home is waiting for her. And her dog doesn't understand what the scenario. And she's like, why the dog's thinking, why did she leave me? Why did she yeah. abandon me? And all that's going through your head. And, you know, it's sad. Lola, my dog here, just to give you a little behind the scenes. I've got a my sectional couch in my living room faces this big bay window. And so she can sit on the couch and look out the window. And that's what she does all day long. When I pull up, her head pops up. She shakes her. She's she's sitting for me there all day. So Aww. I'm thinking of putting myself in that scenario and it just crushes me. <sighs> like that sad Futurama episode. Oh, don't. Okay, sorry. Don't even. <laughs> that should sorry. be illegal, banished in all countries. That is the court of the Swiss. Uh, the, the it should human war tr- crimes. Human crimes. Yeah. Like you should like this and like the um, the day the clown cried. You should never see. Oh, yeah. Like, you just those are you should never see. But also, the, it is truly a frozen movie. 
it is legitimately a cold movie. It is. And it works so well. So that's my first one. So what is your next pick there, Genius? Okay, I'm going to stick with the cold and contemporary. Okay. Okay. Let's go across the ocean to a little Scandinavia for a very interesting take on the vampire mythos. Let the right one in. This is another one I'm kicking myself for not having on my list, which is why I'm glad you are the <laughs> the ultimate co-host here. God damn, what? That's a it's 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 cold um physically, uh she's cold Shit, spiritually um, and emotionally. And emotionally. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a cold. Would you say movie. a cold blood? Cold blood. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, so uh, I I saw this Dracula. one in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh it was at the Tivoli screening. Yeah. And it was just so, not necessarily revolutionary, but it was such a great take on the vampire mythos and I think ultimately because it's an international film that we do get that different perspective yeah. and why that film works on so many different levels. And the remake worked, but not as well as the original. The original one was so much more the one, darker. The one thing that the the remake had that the other one didn't is Richard Jenkins. Exactly. I was and, thinking the same thing. He adds so much more um, character depth to that character and even to the vampire yeah that that was that was the one example of what should have been in the original that would made the remake that much better but that's the only thing i'll give exactly. it because the exactly. original like the character of oscar just and again being a not necessarily a socially awkward misfit which i kind of am i under you he is a socially awkward misfit. No, yeah can't make friends easy and then he strikes up that friendship and my god you know what actually cemented this i'll say it again um the one that the scene that got me is when she walks all right she'll say he he, he she but she walks in uninvited and you see what happens and because yeah. you never think about you know well you you can't come in if you're uninvited what happens if they do right and you see the repercussions of it and it's horrific and she's doing it saying look i really care about you this i'm i'm sacrificing myself and there's kind of some warmth in that movie as well <laughs> mm-hmm. in terms of the relationship that they they share but it's so weird because you don't know what the relationship really is and that's what made it more of a mystery and gave it that more suspenseful tone than it did in the original yeah i mean in the in the in remake because the remake you kind of know what's going on right at the thing but just the just the portrayal and the whole like is this love infatuation sort of slavery manipulation yes. what is what is she doing? Yeah, is enthrallment necessarily a good thing right. given what you have to give up for it? Yeah. And there's also some ambiguity in that as well. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those that kind of lingers with you afterwards. And even, hell, the end when that poolside scene, <laughs> just that, that brief bit where there's just kind of a cut and then you just see the heads float underneath. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, there was so much of that film that I really enjoyed. The remake in itself, not too terribly bad, but definitely, truly a cold film that... Definitely pops in December. Yep. Excellent choice. Okay, so my second one, um, I'm going with it. Now, this one this one straddles the line of horror, but it has such good horror themes uh, and central elements in it. This is what I also saw in the theater, and I was the only one in the theater when I saw this, uh, but Antonia Bird's Ravenous from 1999. Somebody's licking me! That movie is, it's it's funny. It's a, yes. It's really it's funny. Legitimately it's legitimately funny. It's really funny. It's really terrifying because it's the evil of man. And. Well, and also Jeffrey Jones, you know. Oh, well, yeah. Terrifying <laughs> in <and> of itself. <laughs> Fucking diddler. And. <laughs> alleged, alleged. Alleged diddler. Um, and Robert Carlyle is both terrifying and magnetic. When he leads him back to the cave and he starts 
doing yes that weird that. like hey, 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 yeah hey. that is so unnerving it is it's like she's having this like horrible ptsd that's kicking in when ultimately he's just looking to fuck everyone up yeah and the, the cast in that one is unreal you mentioned robert Carlyle, a guy pierce yeah like doing this, great he's, he's, he's killing it <laughs> quite literally in many ways uh but it's also all built around cannibalism and then the legend of the wendigo yeah which as an x-men fan an alpha fight fan alpha flight alpha fan flight, yeah sounds like a dessert way back in the day i really love that pucker sasquatch Oh, I'm going to go. I like Puck, actually. Yeah, me too. Some, <laughs> me too. Any, anyone that's short and stout like that. Sasquatch was okay, but it's no Wendigo. Right. It was actually, and then Sasquatch, in his form, he was like a former linebacker turned scientist, I think. <laughs> like, I love Alpha Flight, just those crazy right. Canadians up there. Uh, but no, also, technically, it's a period piece it as is. well. It is. It's like Civil War I think it's actually maybe Pre- in the Spanish-American War. Span- it's something. It, it's, it's, it's it's nestled in between there, so you don't have the modern anemones. Mm-hmm. So you're if you're on your own out in the wilderness with cannibals, oh, you're fucked. Yeah, you. And are. that's the other thing. What I like, kind of also what I liked about the witch so much, which ooh, that would be another good one to put on the list as well, because it's a cold movie. It is a cold movie, but it's when you are at the mercy of the environment, much like in Frozen, mm-hmm. you that you cannot best that, no yeah. matter unless you uh, you eat. And you imbibe the flesh. Yes. And that's the other thing Some is the fact. Good old fashioned long pork. <laughs> mm. Tasty. Mm. Uh, but the other thing that I really liked about this film is the score. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Greenwood did this one. I believe it was Johnny Greenwood, actually, to the internets on this one because it's so off kilter. No, it's uh, Damon Albarn, actually. And it's it's kind of, it's got, it got a, like a, a banjo feel. But there's like sinister banjo, yeah, but not like ding, 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 ding. not that sinister no. banjo. That's a different. There's sinister like some banjo. dissonance to it. It's yeah. great, and then also the gore. Yeah, it's very gory. When the gore it's hits, really like gory. that ending, when they're just just beating the shit out of each other, skewering each other. I mean, they, they do not. There's a lot. It's a wet, nasty. Yeah, film. it is. But it's so much fun. It's it a, is. It's it, it, it's hard to say. There's a, it's a fun cannibal period piece. But it's a fun cannibal the period The fact that piece. it starts with a Nietzsche quote, and then it's Eat Me, Anonymous. Yeah. Uh, and also, actually, this was a film I did as a movie night in December, probably like the second year in, and it was still when we were doing all the, had like a Bloody Mary a Bloody Mary Perfect. bar. All It was fantastic. So, had some barbecue. Oh, yeah. I should have had some steak tartare. It would have been perfect. The sauce adds the dish. <laughs> Makes the dish there. So that is my second pick of a films in December. Your third one there, Shit, I kind of want to go watch Ravenous. Ravenous now. Did that for, yeah, that's great, man. Okay, so we're going to stick with the cold environment, and we're going to stick modern, and Mm. a very underrated yet very scary made-for-TV movie. Do tell. Mm -hmm. Do tell. This one was, as a Stephen King movie, his one of his only ones that he wrote directly for television. Born of Sin, come on in. Born of Lust, come on in. Turn to dust. I'm talking about Linoge and Storm of the Century. Okay, so now that is a deep pool. That's beyond a deep pool. I mean, you're going in the deep end at mm-hmm. this point. So, oh man, I saw again that. another one that just. I every time there was like a news miniseries from Stephen King, I was like sold. And did so, Mick Garris direct this one by any chance? Uh, no, I don't think he did. Actually, that is a surprise. Actually, right? my man knows him some Stephen King. You know what? Actually, let me go to the Googles and Google it up. No, but Storm of the Century tells this small town who gets a unearthly visitor by the name of Linoge, and he demands he wants one thing, and he doesn't say what the thing is, but all of a sudden. 
murders happen and this storm where they're just basically cut off from the rest of the world happens. See, in any good film, I think that we're watching in December, you this is where you need that snow and cold element because uh-huh. you can it's watch this. It's a cold movie. And you, I, yeah, it's cool. I think Mark Moon Jr. is in it. Let me double check. Okay, and yeah, this—I mean, this is a film that you could probably watch in summertime, but it's not going to be anywhere near as effective as it's going to be in the month of December. Mm-hmm. Ideally, especially if you've got a good old-fashioned blizzard going out there. You know who directed it? Craig R. Baxley. Shut the front door. Kid Silver you not. Fox himself. Craig R. Baxley directed Speaking it. Speaking of I Come in Peace, when well, he's yeah. got another Christmas classic or December classic there. Yeah. Well, that's and, and uh, no really huge stars. Do you remember which uh, which network it was on? ABC. It was ABC. Okay. It was ABC because okay. they had the they had the lock on. The... <laughs> well, I was going to say, did they also do the Shannon when they did that Stephen mm-hmm. Weber? Weber. Yeah, adaptation? ABC, ironically owned by Disney, um, did every single Stephen King television minis- miniseries. See, that's crazy. Yeah, that's actually and so okay. So that's one. You know, what? I've never seen that one. It's really okay. So here's the official synopsis. Okay. Um, during the midst of a brutal blizzard, residents of an offshore village are menaced by a powerful force of darkness in the form of a sinister stranger who begins to exploit the town members' darkest secrets until they give him what he wants. Scary. And there, and you know, don't know what he wants until like almost the third act of the second part. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit, that's what he wants? That's fucked. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Okay, so it's not so, what you're expecting. It's not no. a libation of milk and honey or anything like that? No. No, sort of, sort of, kind of, sort of. It's Stephen King, oh God. so oh God. sort of. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, with Stephen King, you can guarantee the killer has the greatest catchphrase: "It's born of sin, come on in; born of lust, turn to dust." And then just he kills people. Did you take that as your credo there for a while? There? I, I'm just I saying. Did. I'm I did. I just... did actually. Born of sin, come on in. That's actually written on above my above my door, my front door. Born of sin, come on in. Turn of lust. <laughs> back door and so like <laughs> so but it's no abandon all hope ye who enter but it is still pretty classy regardless no that's a hell of a pick actually yeah. man you're bringing out the big guns here <laughs> so i get my next pick is going to be one of the more traditional ones mm-hmm. this is going to be the ones of kind of the of course but i would be remiss if i didn't mention uh what kind of is kind of a our family a family friendly film if you will right which is against freaks some people out you know modern yeah. day audiences but 1984 is gremlins oh, man that's a fucking of course dude i mean it, it's, it you have to right and it's uh, so good it's low-hanging fruit but it's good fruit it's delicious yes it is it is it so is. exquisite now so gremlins i was lucky enough to see in the theater me too and if you go back to our chopping mall commentary we did a couple episodes back, we talked about um, <laughs> the, Met- the Metcalf South Mall. Well, we'll get into yeah, okay. the Gremlins and the <laughs> the uh, the um, the Dick Miller connection <laughs> there. Uh, but I saw this at the Metcalf South Mall, and uh, it was so distinct because I went with my mother and my grandmother. And it was probably about during the kitchen siege point where a gremlin is dispatched by a blender and a microwave. And my grandmother looks at me and she's like, what are we watching? (laughs) I thought this was a family film. Steven Spielberg presents. Joe Dante gives you Norman Rockwell on acid. Exactly. It is. It's this film for me is pure nostalgia. This is one that I can watch at any point but it's you have to watch it in december because it's this is one of my christmas movies absolutely and the fact that phoebe cates gives you such a (laughs) dour just (laughs) unbelievably like oh my god what movie are we watching here the sequel is why i don't celebrate president's day (laughs) 
And I will say this. Gremlins 2 is one of those rare films. It's significantly better. It is yeah. a better movie. They're to- they're completely different films. Mm-hmm. Uh, but oh, Gremlins 2. But it's it's a better movie. It needs it needs some love you guys. But yeah, yeah this Gremlins was marketed towards kids. It was a PG film. Backpacks, uh, lunchboxes. I had a sticker book. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, let's face it. Records and books that came in Happy Meals. The forty-five that was through. Either, I think it was Hardee's. Hardee's. It was Hardee's. Yep. Yes, and they had there was like four of them, and it was like these little cu- booklets, and then you have a little forty-five that you read along with. They were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I've given some of those out as prizes because you can still find them everywhere, yeah. and they're still as glorious as they were back then. Uh, but also the fact that the the cast in this is great. Dick Miller. Uh-huh. You got all the Hoyt Joe Dante. Reg- yeah. Oh my God, Hoyt Axton. <laughs> those dulcet tones there. Uh, they've got so many blink and you'll miss a cameos. Spielberg shows up. In this one yeah. but of course it's the gremlins that steal everything purely practical baby i literally almost pissed my pants the first time i saw gremlins i was laughing so hard at mrs deagle's death oh, i yes. laughed so hard and it wasn't because of it was funny it was because of that cartoon sound effect that <laughs> I die. Fuck I it. It's because the gremlins are the audience. Surgeon. They're <laughs> laughing. They're laughing their asses off. Egging you on, genius. I laugh so hard. I still to this day will laugh constantly. Just see those old like support hose sticking oh, out of the just, snow. <laughs> it's a and it's a great shot when she shoots out of the window. There. Yeah. It's oh my god. The part though did me. He goes. <laughs> Is that Sam who always puts on Santa Claus? What's he got all over his back? That made me kind of sad. I was like, and also the gremlin that's on him when his ears are turned back, he's evil looking. Yeah, and he's like laughing the fact that he's choking this guy out. I mean, and then my favorite are the gremlins that are doing the the caroling because there's one that's just yeah yeah, and he's looking down, looking back up. And then the bar scene, oh Jesus, with the flasher. Yeah, I love it. The noir gremlin. Yeah, it's it's again it's. It, it works many different ways, I, but I'm so excited. I'm hosting this one uh, thing. That's right. It's next Tuesday. Yeah, next Tuesday. Hi ho! It's gonna be awesome. They love Snow White, you guys. <laughs> so that is my third pick. You know what is your? This would be fourth pick there. Yes. Genius. Let's go a little bit Christmassy. Let's get into it. With um, you talked about a nostalgic horror classic. I'm gonna start with a modern horror classic. Give us the contemporaries. Uh, Trick or treat is the definitive Halloween movie. So if you're going to do a definitive Christmas horror movie over a Christmas demon and other things, why not get the guy who'd made Trick or Treat and turn him into a Krampus? And this movie... One, it has one of the best opening scenes of all Christmas movies ever. If you want the true spirit of Christmas here in the United States, just watch the opening scene there. It's 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 funny. It's scary. It's got it's full of dread. I mean, there's not a lot of gore in it, but it's all implied. Mm -hmm. And the fact that like kids get viciously killed, viciously killed. um, No sin is unpunished. It's just a mean fun holiday movie and it's kind of rare that it can be mean and fun yeah and that's where and that's where i think it's doherty he he has that balance that Mm -hmm. he brings to that because yeah this is one of those that i need to revisit again um i've seen it since the theater only one time because my theater initial theater experience i enjoyed it but i didn't love it but i think that's the thing with movies like that it gets better upon rewatching and more and more and i am here to say i think in about five years 
it's going to be considered a holiday classic. Yeah, I agree. And honestly, that's another one that is so goddamn cold. Yeah. When they're oh, trekking between cold. the houses and that superstorm comes mm-hmm. in. And Krampus is on the roof chasing them. That's scary. Yeah, it that's was. That's legit. Yeah, it was. Also, the really good practical effects. Yeah, I know some of the gingerbread was CGI. That's fine. But because, everything right. else. Yeah, Krampus was wonderful. practical. The elves were practical. It was really good. Yeah, and it, I think that's what adds the scare. Is the fact that they're they're tangible. You can mm-hmm. see them. You could touch them. They could bite you. Oh, the the fucking presence in the attic. Oh, that scared the shit out of me. I was like, holy shit, this is really scary. And this is also a really good cast. Yeah, I Tony mean, Collette, Adam Scott, love uh, me David Koechner, Cochita uh, for uh, for Chata or whatever mm-hmm. her name is. No, and I love me some Tony Collette. She's one of my yeah. favorite actors. Uh, so you really that's a, you can't go wrong with that one. And I think us like you said with Trick or Treat, it's going to grow its audience. And much like Trick or Treat for Halloween. Krampus for mm-hmm. Christmas. Fantastic yep. choice there, man. Okay, so I'm going to go with another non-Christmas one, and this is one I think would have probably was probably on your list. It's got to be on everyone's list because it is a masterpiece, much like with uh, Kubrick and The Shining. Mm-hmm. you got to go with John Carpenter and the oh. 1982 The Thing. Yeah, yeah this was... To me, this is... Talk about cold, desolate dire yeah just just i'm all right dude i want to come in (laughs) literal gallows humor with the noose in the background in that scene (laughs) my god this one i mean we're not going to be able to say anything that hasn't been said right this a lot of people consider this carpenter's best film yeah i can't disagree with that because it's it it checks off everything that Mm -hmm. you need in terms of suspense Hair, cold. The paranoia is palpable, man. Yeah. Like even without the thing and Botine's special effects, mm-hmm. just in terms of everyone turning against each other, the way Carpenter plays that, it's yeah. wonderful. I'm telling you, the the diabetes check scares me every single fucking time. It's it's phenomenal in just the way it's shot because you're not expecting. And like you said, we've seen it how many times? Dozens, hundreds of it's times. Still, but it still scares me. I'm still expecting it later. You know, just like okay, it's not the beat yet. It's coming. Whoa, is that shit. windows. Oh my god! Right, it's whew. well. I remember uh, I took this to uh, Amy's first time she ever saw it was on the big screen, and she had never seen it, never heard of it, and I'm like, oh my god, she was so scared after that movie, like legitimately scared, and then seeing it with an audience, and every, and it was really funny because it was kind of a younger audience, so they were a little noisy initially, but then once Carpenter and Cundy. They put you in their yeah. little control. And that's, to me, the secret weapon is Dean Cundy and all the early oh, Carpenter Felix in terms of why it looks so good, the scale, the scope. You know, no one can frame uh, Kurt Russell like Dean Cundy. Okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. And, well, that's pretty hard with his big-ass Yosemite Sam hat. That too. hat yeah. deserves its own credit <laughs> in that movie, man. Like, that is one of my favorite things in there. Uh, even the fact that Ennio Morricone pretty much apes John Carpenter in the score. The score itself is kind of cold yeah. and desolate. It's just one of those films that works perfectly in December, mm-hmm. uh, and it's one that I, I, I actually I don't watch it in, in any other time. It's one of those I'll see people watch in October for for horror movies. I um, get that. No, That's yeah, fine, I get but that. But it's a December movie to me. I have to watch it's it. It's a December. December movie. It really is. And it's one of those that I just I I can appreciate on the outside. But yeah, if it's not snowing or if it's not cold, I can't watch the thing. I will watch it in June or July if I'm like super hot. I'm like, just oh to my like God. God. yeah, I just need it. Ah. <laughs> Well, there is there's actually there is a research base out in Antarctica that they before everything the shit gets heavy they have a group screening of the thing. Nice. Which I can only that would be that would be hell. terrifying. That would be so terrifying. They're like, does that shit really? Could that really happen? And then like I would be out there. Let me in. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm, I'm cold. I want to come in. 
<laughs> I don't have the beatus. And that's what's so weird is the fact that Wilford Brimley, especially the first time I was probably exposed to him was in like Cocoon. Yeah. Or any of those freaking commercials. And to see him literally work his fingers into someone's face. <laughs> and like, it is, that's so terrifying. And it's, that's also the thing with the cast is a lot of them are older actors. And, you know, kind of like when we talk about like Return of the Living Dead. Initially, you identify with all the punkers, but the older you get. You identify with Bert. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So this is a film that just grows better with age. Also, probably one of the great ambiguous endings of yeah. all time. In fact, there's a lot of ambiguity in a lot of these films. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just... This the holiday season is kind of ambiguous <laughs> in itself. I mean, <laughs> so let's just sit here and wait around and see what happens. So mm-hmm. that is my fourth pick. So, okay. genius, what is your fifth and final pick? Um, before we go to the fifth and final pick, Ooh, we're gonna give some honorary. I'm mentions? gonna give some honorary mentions. Um, first one I got is cold. It's awesome. It's Nazi zombies. Dead snow. That one took me a while to see. I'm so glad I did. Me it's too. a fun, gory flick. But Two ain't bad either. I and I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. Okay, so it actually should seek it out. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's and that's one gl- I'm glad I finally caught up to, definitely. Yeah. And my other alternate, um, nothing says Christmas like a snowman. Bill went out and, well, you want to build a snowman? <laughs> Make sure you put that carrot nose because I'm talking about Jack Frost. And we're not talking about the Michael Keaton no, family not, friendly Which film. is so weird. I wonder how many people like, oh, my 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 aunts or whatever said Jack Frost with Michael Keaton's a fantastic fun family movie for everybody. I'm going to go to Blockbuster and pick it up. And sure enough, they put on a movie and they watch Shannon Elizabeth get diddled to death by a snowman. I think yeah. both of them actually had similar VHS coverage. Because I remember the, the bad one had that like lenticular cover mm-hmm. where it looked like a regular snowman, but, and then you tilted it. But Michael Keaton's snowman is scarier than Jack Frost's snowman. I mean, just by looks alone, yeah. that is a scary fucking snowman. It's the uncanny valley. It is. It is. Because at least with the, the Jack Frost snowman, it's, he's got like icicle fangs like, oh, somebody's being silly, you know? But not like that fucking white potato looking <laughs> like soul bluegrass singing snowman uh, it's a little it's weird just weird and he looks so off-putting i mean he looks like somebody put like fucking um burl ives's snowman in a weird like ice cream slushy maker and just like made them all big and like have a holly jolly just weird he looks so fucking off-putting michael keaton he's fantastic don't get me wrong, but but do not turn his mug into a snowman ever fucking again. I agree. I'll take him as the vulture any other day. Yeah. So those are some really good, really mm-hmm. good honorary mentions, which leads us to your last pick. My favorite holiday Christmas horror movie of all fucking time. Okay, you're calling your shot. This is I'm your all-time favorite. Shot. Okay, okay. This movie is mean. It's hilarious. It's gory. And it's only like 75 minutes long. It's fantastic. I'm talking about Santa's fucking sleigh. <laughs> this movie, Santa's sleigh, if you have not seen it, you need to see this movie. It, it is hilarious. You were, you introduced me to this film. And I, I, mean, I was talking it up for like years. Like, dude, you got to see fucking Santa's sleigh. And <laughs> I kept putting it off for some reason because I was just, there's something about I was like, nah, I just, eh. one of those I could have gone without seeing, but I'm so glad I didn't because as you said, it is so much goddamn fun. That opening scene, yeah. if you're not invested after that one. So, no. yeah. So, okay. Spoilers. Okay. So here's who dies in the first <laughs> scene. Um, 
Rebecca Gayhart dies. So, you know, uh, R.I.P. Noxzema girl. Uh-huh. Uh, Chris Kattan dies. Oh, God damn it. Um, they finally drown out Fran Drescher's nasally laugh in eggnog. I mean, literally drown her in eggnog. And James Caan Man, eats Sonny it. Corleone. Eats it. I it's... mean, just eats it. It's so fucking hilarious. The, the, the kills are funny. The uh, Bill Goldberg, WWF Bill Goldberg plays Santa Claus. And is a badass Santa. It's a, a big Viking Santa Claus. I was, I was so, and I think it was the cast really that really sold it for me. But Robert Culp is the grandfather. <laughs> yeah. So believe it or not, you know, I was, you know, invested in that one. Um, also, the fact that that opening is wonderful. But um, Saul Rubinek is in it. He's playing the deli the owner. The deli owner. Who for me will always be big shot Hollywood producer Lee Donowitz from True <laughs> Romance. So the fact that, you know, after coming home in a body bag, he went with the deli route. Yep. I'm good with that. But I Dave Thomas is in here as like the corrupt mayor. <laughs> as, as, uh, no, and he's 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 the, the corrupt priest. The, that's right. He's the corrupt. He's the he's the one that like has to. Wait, okay, so Santa Claus decides to go see some ho ho hos is what he says, and so he goes to the local uh, strip club. And he goes on this murderous spree with like candy canes and and, and there's like some legit good kills in there's here. There's some as well. really good kills. There's some hilarious kills. Think of any bad Christmas pun you could come up with. It's in there. Think of any way any toy or any Christmas item yep. can be used as a weapon. It's in there. They kill kids in this. They one. kill kids, I mean, old it's... ladies. Oh, when he's riding in the sleigh and like that old lady's behind him and he's like, "Move, bitch, get out the way." way. It is so funny we showed it we showed it, it, it we showed it for yep, our last, second, year's, last year's christmas triple it was feature our film. and nobody saw that movie nobody nope. i don't think anybody you listen to has seen this if you have hit us up and tell me if i'm wrong but like when he goes move bitch then everybody's like get out the way it was so good so good this is a christmas party movie yes this is a yes. christmas party and you this can is watch it by that, yourself or watch it with some friends oh it deserves to be seen with an audience because yeah. it's one of those that is infectious it and is i'm so, so glad to see it up on the big screen yeah. the way we did it's my favorite christmas horror of all fucking time that makes sense yeah well, shit, that's a great pick. Those are, those are some phenomenal picks there, Genius. That's You brought your A-game on that one. Well, okay, I'm going to end my last pick with what is now truly my all-time favorite holiday horror. It is definitely Christmas-themed. Um, on TNT, they do, <laughs> okay. they do the 24 hours of a Christmas story, right, right, right. which everyone loves. Yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of a Christmas story. Right. Watched a lot. Mm, yes, um, out. Directed by Bob Clark. Now... That's not the only Christmas classic that Bob Clark has given us. Exactly. Uh, 1974's Black Christmas, you guys. The granddaddy. Hello. It is. She is so cute. Olivia Hussey is phenomenal in that <laughs> film. I don't, just Even just being her character, kind of her final girl, she has so much um, agency of her character just in terms of the fact she does not want to be tied down. Mm-hmm. She is not going to keep her pregnancy because she wants to continue with schooling. Like she is. She's a, a postmodern yes, feminist from in the 70s. 70s. Yes, yeah. which you never see. Yeah. In fact, all the women in that, uh, Margot Kidder, just foul mouth, drunk, drunk, just, foul mouth, like, behold the future. No. <laughs> Show up in your bed, you guys. Um, but the other thing that I just think with, with this film is I talked about like how if you go back to Nerds and Nostalgia, we did an Aliens retrospective. Mm-hmm. Aliens is still my favorite of the series. But every time I watch Alien, it sneaks up on Aliens. So eventually I'm going to watch Alien and I'm going to go, oh, it's now my That's favorite. That's your favorite. With Black Christmas and Halloween. Like Halloween is probably all my all, all time great horror movies, all mm-hmm. slashers. But every time I watch Black Christmas... Like, it I like it a little bit, bit more. Where it's, I think eventually Black Christmas might overtake Halloween. To me, it's that good. Really? Yes. And 
first and foremost, it's you, it's a mean movie. It is. I mean, not even so much the kills are horrible, but like it's a crass film, man. Like there's some C bombs dropped in here. I mean, there's some gnarly stuff, and also ultimately. John Saxon. If you have John Saxon in your movie, John Saxon instantaneously, it's going to be elevated, right? Uh, But also the fact that we talk again about crazy, ambiguous endings. Spoiler alert for you know a forty-year-old movie. Billy is still out there. Yeah, that last shot as we're fading out with the girl still with the plastic around her, and just in the back, like nothing's changed. Merry Christmas to all. Oh my God! And then also when you're in the sorority and they've got the fireplace going, it is equally warm. And embracing, and then when they're out in the Canadian countryside and they're looking for the girl, that is just desolate and cold. Like I can feel it in my bones. So it's such a great movie that gives you both of those elements. And for me, it's it's comforting. As weird as that is, and weird with a movie as that is, it's a comforting film. Yeah. But this is one I cannot watch any other month except but December. December. It just, to me, it just does not work. It that, doesn't have the power. It's on your Christmas rotation. Oh hell's yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's one of those and. I see people watch it like all through the year and I'm like, I'm kind of jealous that you're getting to watch it now, but I can't do it because right. for me, it's like the, the, the moons, the planets have to all be in alignment and it's just that special feeling. Well, see, that's exactly the same way for me on like, I can't, I can watch Santa Slay whenever, but it's something about like that watching it at Christmas time, something like Tales of Halloween or Trick or Treat on Halloween or at yep. Halloween time. There's something where like, I think we, if we want to watch it, yeah. it's that anticipation that makes yes. it that much more sweeter. And that's just it. It is the anticipation. Yeah. In fact, the fact that we are in December now. Yeah, we can actually that, watch these movies. Yes. <laughs> right. And in fact, I will say this to kind of give you guys a little cheat. We are going to be providing a Santa Slay commentary later this month. So we'll continue. Because why fucking not? So go ahead and grab your copies now. Indeed. Uh, you might have to order it off Amazon because that's how I had to do it because yeah. that is a hard movie to And find. that's probably the main issue with that because yeah. a lot of these films, especially like uh, Black Christmas, The Theme, The Theme, The Thing, uh, they have some great Scream Factory yeah. Blu-ray releases. And you can even find the old pan and scan if need be. Yes. You know, you, I'm, you, they have The Thing in a four-pack, a John Carpenter four-pack. Ooh. Uh, you know how I like those four-pack oh, movies? Efficiency. Mm-hmm. They got a John Carpenter one. It comes with They Live, Prince of Dark, Darkness, the thing and the fog. That's a that's a that's yeah. a killer. Yeah, fucking it is. Four pack. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he had such an unbelievable run there for a while. Question about Black Christmas. Yeah, have you seen the remake? I haven't. You haven't. I I I, I have. It's nowhere near as good. But I've heard though it's a good remake because yeah. they don't they take kind of just the template of it and make it their own. Because mm-hmm. I know like Billy has like a sister I think or something like that. Something in that like one. that. He's and also, again, he also has incest and he has jaundice. Yes, I, so, and that's just it. Again, as a horror fan, I know and I know like the cast is crazy because they've got like Don from Buffy in there. Mm-hmm. And, like it's a great cast. Andrea Martin, Andrea Martin comes, comes back. back. Yeah, as the as the foul mouthed den mother. Wonderful. Yeah. And again, yeah. she's so good in that in her pre SCTV days. Um, also, Bob Clark gave us. Porkies, yeah. Uh, he's got. He yeah. had such an eclectic Black filmography. Christmas, uh, Christmas Story, Porkies. What he, else? He did some other ones later that you're, and I'd have to go to the IMDb. Yeah. But he has such an eclectic filmography. It was, it was such a shame when he, you know, passed as early as he did. Uh, but uh, hopefully, you guys, and I've got a few other kind of honorary mentions here that mm-hmm. I want to throw out there. Um, Rare Exports is another fantastic, great international. A lot of one. dong. A lot, of, yeah, a lot of elf dong. Elf dong, like you wouldn't believe. Uh, Thirty Days of Night. Yes. Check back the Into the Mouth of March Madness episode we did, and another um, non horror. But it has kind of a horror theme. It's got Lawrence Fishburne and Bill Paxton. It's uh, called The Colony. 
With um, where it's super cold. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, uh, my buddy Adonis made had me watch horror. that. I call it, it horror. It had the horror yeah, elements. I call it horror. It's definitely worth checking out, you guys. Mm-hmm. But any of these films, I think, would really work well in December. So please hit us up over on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. You know, what are some of your favorite horror movies to watch in the month of December? And if you want a Netflix nasty, like if you can't find any of this, Christmas Horror Story, which is a very underrated anthology. I enjoyed it. It's, it's not my favorite. No, it's not. It's, but but I, if you want a little bit of good Christmas horror anthology, you can't go wrong with Christmas Horror Story. It's actually pretty good. It's got good. Shatner. It is, and it does have Shatner. And it's Shatner being Shatner. Shatner. It's, you know, he's not playing a character. He's playing himself. Um, mm-hmm. So really quickly, guys, um, we're just going to say this is technically our 100th episode. That we're no fucking shit, here. is it? It is. And I, I went ahead and we did it quietly because you know what? We're not a big bombastic podcast. You know, we're not necessarily going to do something crazy and big. So I figured, you know. Ideally, we'll have another hundred episodes. So when we hit two hundred, when we hit two hundred, we'll hit we'll we'll hit it big. We'll have. But I wanted to kind of say thank you, man, for like doing this here, this crazy podcast thing. Just you know, taking time out, talking horror with me, talking horror with our dozens of listeners. You know, I appreciate it, man. It's it's been one of the, it's been a quite a journey so far. I appreciate it too, man. I mean, it, when, when I, you asked me if I wanted to do it, I had no idea. That it would lead to all of this, and I, I've said it before on the podcast, and I'll say it again. I am appreciative of you, and not only in 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 the podcast, but in my life in general. As friends, so, man. Yeah. So, before we get all welled up, we should say, probably uh, we should probably end this episode with something. Ooh, Christmas horror! Spooky, no, spooky, spooky! I was actually gonna go. That's what friends are for. But uh, I wait, wait, wait. What's a good um uh. I'm trying to think of a Christmas carol with the term about friends. Uh, oh, I, I don't uh, think Christmas has nothing to do with friends. Yeah, but before. I will say this. And thank you to every single one of you yes. that have listened, retweeted, hit us up. Keys uh, yeah. out there. All 12 of you loyal listeners, yes. thank you so much. It is much. sincere. Um, you guys, we appreciate the support. We will continue to do this. An audience, once, an audience of one or none, mm-hmm. it's still fun. We will continue doing it. So, And here's to another hundred more. Indeed. So until then, uh, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. 100!